the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem, and they asked Herod, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jewish nation? We have heard about him. We have seen his star in the east. We have come to find out about him, and we have come to worship him. And when Herod heard this news, that these wise men from Persia were coming to look for the king of the Jews, he inquired of the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he asked them where Jesus could be found. He asked them where Jesus was born. It is supposed that the only reason the Magi were coming to look for Jesus is because the king of Persia had heard from his shaman that a king was was going to be born who had extraordinary power. And the king of Persia wanted to send his ambassadors, his second-in-commands, the wise men, to find out about this child. If he's as powerful as the shaman says he is, we certainly want to make an alliance with him. We want him to be drawn close to us, that we might conquer that nation and the others around us. The wise men sought him for two years. 1,500 miles they covered It wasn't just three of them. There were 500, 600, 700 people with them. Soldiers and warriors and guests of the kingdom and other ambassadors. One of the reasons that Herod was so frightened when he saw them coming. And when they said, we're looking for the king of the Jews. He saw all of this entourage with them. And he just assumed that his nation was going to be attacked. Some 30 hours ago from this pulpit, the message was, seek the Lord while he may be found. The message was that the most important business you will ever have on this earth, not just this year, the most important business you will ever have is the searching for him. He is easily found. Moses wrote, God is not so far away, I have to get up early in the morning to make an appointment with him. He is not up in the heavens that I ascend there. He's not across the sea that I might go there and find him. This one whom I seek is very near me. He's in my mind and in my heart that I might listen to him and find him 
and in him I shall have my peace. Did you set goals this year? Were they met? Or will some of the goals you set take many, many years? Did you set a goal to finish in the top percent in your class? Did you set a goal to have a 30 on your ACT? Did you set a goal to grow, grow your business by 20%? Did you set a goal to make first string, string on the football team? Did you set a goal to win a scholarship to play football at the U of I like your dad did? What goals did you set? You had wedding plans. They were set 14 months earlier, and this past year you got married. Maybe you have a baby. I hear some of them tonight. What goals did you set? My question to you is this. Did they bring you peace when you reached them? And you say, yeah, they brought me peace. Drive, determination, God be praised. I love those sorts of people. I'm asking you, how long did the peace stay? You got the scholarship to Valparaiso University. You're on cloud nine for three weeks. And then football practice. And there's an injury here and an injury there. And you're great. How long, when you reached your goal, did the peace last? I love to tell people, don't get too high, don't get too low, just stay in the middle. Because if you reach a goal and you get too high, there's going to be a depression that comes. And you're going to sit there wondering, why did this depression come? It's because you're way up there in the clouds, as you should have been, the goal that you reached. But all of a sudden, the reality of life comes into play. Seek him. Isaiah says, seek him and he'll hold you on level ground. How do you like that? Seek him and he won't let you get too high and he won't let you get too low. Seek him and he holds you on level ground. And then he says, when he holds you on level ground, you will have his peace. You thought making the academy would bring you peace. You thought making a football team first string would bring you peace. You thought that when Notre Dame offered you the scholarship, it would bring you peace. You'll not find it on this earth. You don't have to be old to understand that. You won't find it on this earth. You'll use your skills and abilities, I pray, to the utmost. Because those skills and abilities come from God. And as you use those skills and abilities, you are going to reach goals and aspirations, and then you're going to make some new ones. They will cause success, but they won't bring you lasting peace. Isaiah spoke well when he said, A virgin's going to conceive. And his name is going to be Jesus. And he will be the prince of the peace that you desire. How do you seek him? You seek him in his word. This word, this word, this word. The greatest gift he gives you, not on the Christmas tree, 
greatest gift he gives you is this word. You find him here. Jesus said about himself, I am the word of God. And when he ascended up into heaven, he said, I'm going to send someone down here, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to bring this word to life. You'll not just read it for the sake of reading it. You'll read it for the sake of the power the Holy Spirit is going to enact in you when you're reading it. You say, I'm not good at reading this book. Well, then get devotion books. Read them all the time. The real old ones from Martin Luther. And the new ones, Sarah Young, Jesus Calling. You read a devotion from someone every single day. You're looking at that verse. And you're looking at that verse through that person's eyes. And you sit and say, my, that verse meant that to this person. And all of a sudden you start connecting yourself into that. Phyllis Brooks preached one time on a Christmas day. And he said to his people, this is back in the 1850s or 60s, he said to the people, when you wake up in six days, you need to set a goal for yourself. And he said, the goal you need to set for yourself in six days is this book. And that is when Phyllis Brooks said what I preached two years ago. You look for a verse in the Bible. You memorize that verse. You write notes all day long about what that verse means to you. You pray that God would make that verse alive. And then fourthly, you live out that verse that day. And he said to his people 150 years ago, if you do that, your year will be blessed because you will spend that year with God. The implication, you'll spend that year with him in the word that he reveals. Pick a verse, write notes, pray it into your life, and then live out that verse on that day. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've been doing it for the last 10 years. Every single day. They were called Waldensians. They lived in the 14th century. They were hated by the clergy. The clergy had bounties on their heads because they were itinerant ministers. The Waldensians had to disguise themselves. They dressed themselves as merchants so the clergy couldn't find them. They would go to the homes of the nobility And they would say, we have precious jewels and gems from all over the world. May we come inside. And the nobility would usher them inside. After a week's time, all the jewels and trinkets were gone. And the nobility would say, do you have anything else? And the Waldensian preachers would say, we have something in this bag that will actually let you see the face of God. And we have something in this bag that will actually let you know the will of God. And we have something in this bag that nothing we have ever given you, it will bring a peace that nothing else has. The nobility would say, open the bag. 
And when the Waldensians opened the bag, this is what came out. They could see the face of God. They could have a peace that all their money and all their power didn't bring them. They would let the Waldensian preacher stay with them for six months to a year to two years for one purpose. To show them God through this book. New Year's resolution a few days early. How else do you seek him? You seek him in prayer. When you pray to God, you're saying two things. I've told you before. You're saying, I believe God is real. You don't, play, you don't pray to Superman. You don't pray to a fairy tale figure. When you pray to God, you're saying, God, I believe you're real. And I believe your promises are real. The power you use to create this universe is in my life as if I was the only person here. The love that caused you to send that baby to the cross is given to me as if I'm the only person and not seven billion others. And the wisdom you have to keep everything under your control, Philippians 3.20, it's given to me and every circumstance I shall ever have as if I'm your only child. You pray to him. You pray to him, you communicate to him. Cell phones drive me nuts. Guy going past me 90 miles an hour on Interstate 80 the other day as I'm driving to St. Joseph Hospital. He's driving so fast that I'm, I'm shocked when he goes past me. I didn't, I didn't see him creeping up that quickly, and I was just ready to pass a semi. And boom, he was there. Crazy thing was, the guy is reading his phone as he's driving past me 90 miles an hour. L.A. Fitness, they sit there on the equipment on their phones. For 15 or 20 minutes or a half an hour, they're sitting there on that equipment on their phones. And since they're a lot bigger than I am, I don't mess with them. I don't say, would you please get up so I can use that equipment. I just keep my mouth shut. I often think, since we have panic attacks when we lose our phones, I often think, if we had that connection with God, if we had that connection with God, we're on our phones 18 hours out of 24, the other six were sleeping. If we had that connection with God... God, I believe that you're real. I believe your promises are real. The promises of love, promises of peace, and 6,998 other promises to you and to me. Not from some earthly father, but from him. We make our promises, don't we, to people on this earth. To spouses, to children, to friends, we make promises. 90% of them we keep. 10% we fall short on. Why? Because I lost my job and we can't go to Disney. Sorry. Because mom's got cancer. Sorry. When God makes a promise, there is nothing that will cause the promise to fail. And if he says, I am with you every moment of every day, 
on a Christmas Eve 2018. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? The final way you seek this babe of Bethlehem is word, prayer. The final way is the circumstances of life. Listen carefully. I say it every Christmas. I see people here who should be here. You got married in 2018. Your cancer went into remission in 2018. You got your first job teaching in 2018. You got the scholarship to the U of I in 2018. Your team won the state football championship in 2018. The list goes on and on of why, as I look at you, you should be here. God has blessed you well. And you knew it was from him, didn't you? And your children and your grandchildren heard you say, look what God has done. Seek him in the circumstances of life. When the blessings come, not you. Your head's going to get too big. It's not you. It's not your money. It's not your intellect. It's not your connections. It's not you. That blessing came from him. Do you see it? And then I look every Christmas Eve and I see people who should not be here. It touches my heart when I see them here. Three o'clock this afternoon, there was someone who lost a child four days ago. And he was here this afternoon at 3 p.m. What in the world are you doing here? He knows that his son is safe. He knows he'll see the son again because of the babe of Bethlehem. And as I talked with him briefly, he said, I couldn't think of a better place to be today. I feel closer to him and closer to my Lord. The ones that should not be here. You found out you had cancer. You lost a loved one. Your house got foreclosed on. You got the scholarship for football. Within two months you had messed it up so badly, you're back home. All the reasons in the world not to be here. But you see him in your life circumstance. And you say... God is still with me. Emmanuel, God is still with me. Tim Harlow, a couple of weeks ago, I said it last week, I believe. Memory's bad at my age. It was yesterday. Tim Harlow made a comment in one of his sermons. He said, none of us will ever understand why some people, when suffering comes into their life, they run away from God as quickly as they can. And for other people, when suffering comes into their life, they wrap their arms around God like they never have before. Bravo. Bravo. Wise comment. Benjamin Franklin, eight-year-old son, dies. All the sermons he had ever written about God get thrown in the trash can. I'll never believe in him again if he can't keep my son alive. Someone else loses a son or daughter or a loved one, and they say, God, 
Here I come, because you are my strength and my peace. I cannot do this without you. A blessed Christmas, you guys. Maybe you don't want the year to come to an end. It was a great one. Maybe you can hardly wait till it's done. You want to burn the calendar. Or maybe it was just a boring 2018. Matters not. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Prince of Peace. My peace. And I pray yours in our Savior's name. Amen. Would you rise as we pray? Lord, it doesn't matter whether it's ten people worshiping at Second Baptist Church, Henrietta, Georgia, tonight or tomorrow. It doesn't matter whether it's 75,000 worshiping at Saddleback out in California or 24,000 worshiping at Parkview. Doesn't matter whether the church is large or small. I know that every one of those churches had one foundation, and that was the Word of God, which brings forth to us the babe of Bethlehem, and the Holy Spirit working through that Word to give us the faith to believe that prayer is heard by you, that every circumstance of our life is imprinted with the fingerprints of God himself. And if my life is imprinted by his fingerprints, how can I have anything else but peace if I but stay focused on him? Such things we ask this Christmas Eve in our Lord's name. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.